one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today we've got a story of an entitled parent bribing a barber to shave their child without them knowing. But first, a story from Damien St. James. A pair of entitled parents hold up the line at Starbucks so their entire 30 plus person family can order drinks before anybody else. I'm a 40 year old white disabled man. I use either a manual wheelchair or a store's courtesy mobility aids to move about the store. This takes place in a Starbucks inside a local chain of stores called Fred Meyer. They're a part of Kroger but maintain the Fred Meyer name. This occurred in Vancouver, Washington. About two weeks ago, I went in on a blisteringly hot day to get my frap then to get some much needed shopping done. If you enter the north side entrance to this Fred Meyer, 117th store in Vancouver, Washington, the Starbucks is right there. I moved my cart around to get in line. Presently, two women, I wager were Pan Pacific Asian, were at the head of the line. Behind them, an older white male, somewhere in his 60s, leaning against a cart with stuff in it. Man, that dude looked pissed about something. I hadn't been in line two minutes when the man cursed something under his breath and shook his head, walking off. I figured, his loss? My gain, right? Oh, I'd be so wrong. I got behind the two Asian women and waited to be served. One of the attendants, someone I considered a very good friend behind the counter, moves over and discreetly whispers, OP, you're going to be waiting a while. Brace yourself. I had no idea what they meant. I would soon enough. That's when a gaggle of about five young boys around 9 to 13 came over. They led them to the ordering station and they ordered. They then went to the presentation counter. I started to inch forward, but woman number two holds her hand outstretched in the universal wait right there or stop right there gesture. Oh, we're not done. Wait, she said firmly. I was confused. A minute later, from that north side entrance, another ten or so teenagers and young adults walk in. The women hold me back as one by one, every teen and young adult was shown to the ordering station, cutting ahead of me and more people that had gathered behind me. I could hear those people behind me reacting in ways as understandable as saying, oh for freak's sake, to things that would probably get me banned even if quoted in context, i.e. racist. Just when I thought the horror was over and now realized why the old man had stormed off, a third gaggle of now full adults came in. The two women show them to the front of the line. The people behind me were about to give these women a piece of their mind. My friend behind the counter said they'd been at this for nearly an hour. It wasn't just their family, but their entire church too. The entire church? I stage whispered to my friend. They sadly nodded and went back to work. At this point, I decided I'd be better off just taking my money, buying the ingredients, and making my own fraps at home. I tap out of the line, fearing someone was going to get violent. No epic conclusion, no fight, no witty banter, just me having to sulk and go home to make my own drinks. This actually raises a pretty interesting question as like, should there be a party limit as far as making an order? 
Like, if you go to Starbucks and you're trying to bring literally your whole church to order at the counter, should they say something like, oh, sorry, for parties larger than 10, you need to call ahead to place an order that big or something like that? Like, it just doesn't seem reasonable for what happened in this story to happen. Is there a limit? Should there be a limit? Should this have been shut down right away? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Mr. Blindsight. I'm not disabled enough, according to Karen. I've mentioned to my therapist a few times how I struggle with what people might think of me, and this has actually been a fear of mine. Being told that I need proof just how disabled I am because I don't look disabled enough. I always thought it was an unrealistic fear, so, of course, it had to happen. I was at a theme park yesterday with friends. Since you read the title, I'm sure what you can imagine. We looked into some sort of special access pass. I have a rather odd leg condition. It has a name, but I'm not sure what it's called in English. It's sort of an infection in the ankle bone that has caused permanent damage. Needless to say, getting in rides and such takes me a little longer. Standing in line all day was something I'd like to avoid. And hey, the theme park's accommodating. They offer a special pass. Mind you, this isn't a fast pass or anything. It just puts you in a separate line where there's room for wheelchairs and seats for people like me. Overall, the waiting time was pretty much the same, but they help a lot with getting into the ride if you're in this line. To get the pass, you didn't need to show anything proving your disability, but it did say you could be subject to being asked to prove it. Fair enough, I wear special shoes. One is basically a high knee boot and it stands out, which most of the employees saw. They checked my pass and everything was fine. I did have the diagnosis from my doctor's screenshot just in case they would ask. The employees didn't, But Karen is a whole other story. I'm standing in line with my companions when someone comes walking up behind us. There were a few people in front of us too. I heard the woman make a noise of disappointment at how long the line was. The woman lit up a cigarette, a bit rude to do in line, as my friend had asthma, so he asked her to move back a little. That's where the problem started. Karen makes a noise I can only describe as the call of a Karen. She did move back, but screeched something about how we had to make sure the employee would know she was there and that no one cut in line. Not an unreasonable request, honestly, but it could have been said in a kinder manner. The employee comes out and checks everyone's pass. They do this because the pass has a mention of whether the visitor will need extra help getting in or not. The employee asked our group who has the pass, so I showed him. Everything is fine. They asked Karen too, and she showed hers. She's finished her cigarette and joins the line again, this time asking, So, what's your disability? I tell her it's something to do with my leg and I point at my shoes. She seems displeased by it, saying, That's not a disability. I'm asking if you're disabled. I'm a little thrown off. I'm willing to share it, but it's also something private and it doesn't concern her. I tell her I have an ankle condition and turn around to stop talking to her. Something to note here, she did have a child with her, though by all appearances, there was nothing visibly disabled about them. Not my proudest moment, but the thought of her faking a disability did cross my mind, but I didn't speak on it. The Karen kept talking to me though, all the usual stuff, to stop ignoring her, that I should respect my elders, blah blah blah. Other people are starting to notice, and we're drawing a bit of attention here. One of my friends, a bit comfortable with confrontation, and knowing I'm not, it's none of your business. You wouldn't like it if we asked what you or your daughter's disability is either. To which she responded, my child is autistic, so she's actually disabled. 
The employee comes out again, letting people in, and when they reach us, she tells them, This boy isn't disabled at all. Remove him from the line, please. I'm 28 years old, by the way. Hardly a boy. The employee looks at us, then back to Karen and says, Well, they have the facility pass, and we check those, so... He gets cut off, and she starts talking about how her daughter's autistic, and I'm clearly not. I responded and said something like, Yeah, I'm not autistic, but I do have a disability. These shoes aren't exactly a fashion choice. The employee definitely didn't want to be a part of this, and told the woman to leave us be. He let in a few people, my group included, but not the Karen. In the hallway to the ride, he said, Wow, what was that about? Something I haven't mentioned up until now, I'm pretty much blind. The reason I say this is because I don't look blind, or so I've been told at least. Because of this, it sadly isn't the first time someone's questioned just how disabled I am. I told the employee it happens sometimes, sadly. I thanked the employee for their help and enjoyed the ride, but man, screw that Karen. Entitled is definitely the right place for this Karen. Imagine just being comfortable enough to try to make small talk about what disability you have. You're in line for a ride and you go, hey, what's your disability? We're not in the lunch line talking about what kind of milk we're getting. I will say though, I have one of those relatives that have the disabled parking placards, and anytime I go with them anywhere and they park, I feel like such a sham when I get out and walk up the front doors of the store and I'm literally right there already. But at least they have an actual reason for having it. I just feel like I'm about to be shamed when I go with them, they park there, and I hop out just fine. Our next story is from Masquerade1156, entitled Parents of Hershey Park. I visited the amazing Hershey Park last week for something fun to do with my husband since we both had the week off for work for vacation. We live about 45 minutes from the park, so it can be considered our local park, aside from another amusement park that's also 45 minutes away from us, Knobles. It was a sunny day, thankfully not too hot but humid, and we were walking to one of our favorite roller coasters in the park, Lightning Racer, located in the back of the park. It may be a wooden coaster, but it has the thrill factor my husband and I love. While we were entering the platform to get into the lines to go on either the thunder or lightning side of the coaster, since it's a dual track coaster that races, hence the name Lightning Racer, we see a woman and her younger son going up to the area where they can get in line to board the side of their choice. When a ride operator stops them to recheck the boy's height, as you have to be a certain height to be able to ride. This is a standard safety measure in most, if not all, theme and amusement parks. The rider has the boy stand next to the measuring stick, and the boy is just under the minimum mark, I'd say no more than an inch. The ride operator could get her fingers underneath this part sticking out to determine the height, so the child was too short to ride. The kid seemed to understand, but did seem a bit crushed. I felt bad for him too, but maybe next year, right? Always another chance. His mother, on the other hand, was a whole different story. She immediately started screaming at the employee that her son was tall enough to ride the roller coaster and his head was touching the measurement exactly so he deserved to go on the ride because he's been waiting all summer to ride since we told him he was big enough to ride. So they had better let him on or else she was going to call the park supervisor and make them let them onto the ride. The employee was fantastic enough to keep her calm, even though she looked like maybe a teenager herself, and told the woman that due to safety precautions, the child was not tall enough for the ride. The top of his head was not where it needed to be to be allowed on the ride, even with the mom supervising him, and the hair on his head did not count as part of his height, 
only the top of his head did, and the top of his head was under the bar, so they were unable to allow them to board. The poor kid looked embarrassed by his mom's tirade and was trying to get her to leave because he understood he wasn't big enough yet and said they would go on something else, like another coaster that was more child-friendly that wasn't too far away from where Lightning Racer was. The mom was livid, completely ignoring her son, still yelling at the ride operator about how it was ridiculous to deny her son the chance to ride the roller coaster, and going on and on about how they were ruining their day and their trip, and how dare they talk back to her. This went on for a solid few minutes until security guards came up to the ride platform and told the mom that they were going to escort her out of the park for disorderly conduct. Someone reported that they had line jumped without a fast lane pass, which is grounds for removal without refund from the amusement park. The woman was pissed that she was now being essentially thrown out of the park and would not be getting her money back for the tickets. And that's a lot of money, as it can be about $76 a person at the gate. Sometimes less if you buy tickets online and told them to get away from her. They weren't going to be ruining her day and wasting her money. One of the guards did get a hold of her arm and walked her off the platform with her now crying and embarrassed son following her. The people on the platform clapped for the security guards as they took her away, and I did hear a few comments about people feeling sorry for the kid, which I agree. The rest of the day went pretty smoothly, which was great. I think most of us can probably agree, the only thing you really take away from this story is feeling bad for the kid. Both that they weren't finally tall enough to just ride the ride and enjoy themselves, but two, because they were the one that was emotionally mature and stable and having to deal with their own mom going freakout mode. Our next story is from Persona. Entitled mother and entitled grandpa bribed my barber to shave my beard off. This story happened in high school when I, male, was finally able to grow a decent enough ginger beard. I loved it and it made me feel more powerful and confident. My mom hated it though. Anytime I would talk to her, she was always bringing up how you were so much more handsome clean-shaven or you really did let yourself go, huh? Or did you shower? You look like a homeless person. Or you look like a hippie. Or you should try a mustache. And relentless ginger and redhead jokes, etc. I think the reasoning for this is because my twin can't grow facial hair. And he's my mom's favorite, so me having a beard is kind of upstaging him. She says, please just shave. It's making him self-conscious at school. I say, no way. She says, you're so rude. Just do this one thing for him. I say, I do enough for him. It's true. She says, whatever. I want you shaving for graduation and when you get a job. I say, uh... At dinner that day, I told my dad what she told me, and he was upset. My dad likes me more than my brother because I'm less whiny and more athletic. He's Arabic, and to him, a man's first beard is great. My mom got stroppy and then let it go. Cut to a few weeks later, and my beard's relatively longer, and so is my hair. I decided to go to the barber's for a trim, and my mom got really excited and offered to drive me. I said yes. On the way there, she kept telling me about all the styles to try, like buzz cut or side swept. Those were the hairstyles she made us have. And then she said, why not shave or try a new style like a mustache out? I said never, but she brushed me off. We get there and I see my grandpa sitting there. A little background on him, he's a veteran and believes every boy should be discipled, join the army, and be clean shaven and have short hair. 
Sometimes he'll come over and give me a razor and tell me to shave. Also, when we were younger, he was my barber, so he did what he pleased with our hair. So we get there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And when it's my turn, I go to my usual barber and tell him what I want. And he's about to get to work when my entitled mother and entitled grandpa call him and they go to another room. When he comes out, he asks me, Never thought you were going to shave anytime soon. I ask him what he meant. And he said that my mom had told him that I had wanted to shave and have short hair because I hated it now. He also said that they tried to give him a 20. I was so shocked and speechless that he almost took a razor and sliced my beard off. I tell them that's not what I asked for, and he laughs and gives me a nice trim. When they found out, they were livid, but I shut them down when they found out I knew what they had done. In the car, my mom grounded me. What for? When we got home, I told dad what happened, and when mom was confronted, she denied it. Only until I told dad I was grounded and she was asked what for. She kind of dropped the subject after that. I've shaved a few times and tried different styles only when I wanted to, but anyway, thanks for reading my story. I understand when a parent feels like you look best in a certain way, and all your life they've been able to do whatever they wanted with your hair and dictate what you can and can't do, but there's pretty much always a point where in pretty much every teenager's life, at least for guys especially, 
where that hair just gets grown out and a lot of moms will probably be upset about it, call you shaggy, say you got a mop on your head. I feel like if these moms want the kids to give up that hairstyle, the best thing to do is let them experience it and go through having that long hair and learning how much of a challenge it is to manage it. And maybe they'll like to keep it, but a lot eventually get over it and cut it off. As far as facial hair goes, I feel like you should just let them enjoy that they can. Our next story is from Smiling Assassinat. Apparently, throwing a huge rock at my dog is an accident. It was a pretty warm day, and we're lucky to live close enough to a lovely open estate with a calm river flowing through where we can take the dog for a swim. There's a particularly lovely spot that dogs and kids used to play in the area. This is where we took the beast, where he normally jumps in and swims in circles for about 20 minutes, keeping away from everyone. Kids learn how to skip stones on the water, which is kind of cute. Then these two boys come. No clue why, but they found it entertaining to pick up the heaviest rocks they found and drop them back in the water at almost each other's toes. I was a bit wary, but I left it. Not my job to educate someone else's kid. Until a rock about the size of my head started flying much further than the previous ones, straight toward my dog swimming, minding his own business. One of the boys decided to launch it at force at my dog. Me and my partner both screamed, no, in terror. If that huge rock lands on my dog's head, he's definitely going to get badly hurt. It landed with a big splash right in front of my dog's nose. At the same volume and with the same breath, I continued looking at the boys. Don't throw rocks at my dog, thank you. The boys turned around, wound their necks in and said, sorry, and that would have been that. Until mother decided to get involved from the shouting at us from about 100 meters away. You don't have to shout like that, it was an accident. I said accident or not, I don't want my dog to get hurt. She just kept yapping. But it was an accident, you really shouldn't shout. My partner said, they shouldn't throw those huge rocks around others. And she kept yapping the same. I just turned my back on her saying to my partner, whatever, isn't worth it, and continued watching my dog swim. Thankfully, she decided to not continue arguing. I guess the fact that my partner is a tall, bald, tattooed guy with twice the shoulder breadth than mine may have an effect on people's will to continue arguments. I just wonder, when little Willie breaks another kid's legs with a rock like that, will the mother still insist that it was an accident? Awesome way to teach kids about responsibility, actions and consequences, and all that stuff. Now why does OP have to go around here asking such rhetorical questions? Of course if little Willie breaks another kid's leg with a rock it's going to be an accident and little Willie will be at no fault. Are you kidding me? Kids will be kids, boys will be boys, broken legs will be broken legs. Our next story is from Mikhail Tay. My tragic story. How shall I start this? I had a head injury when I first fainted at the age of 13 in school. Ever since, I started to have seizures for six years now. I was in a very sticky situation because when I had my first appointments that my parents booked, I couldn't speak. It was only them. And so they lied and just disregarded my seizures, really. And so the doctor went on to thinking it's fainting caused by an eating disorder, which my parents also made them say it's the wrong diagnosis by lying to them and saying to them that I genuinely eat normally when I actually didn't. Basically, months passed by, and I didn't receive any treatment or diagnosis. 
because my parents didn't really want to, and a lot of it was based on their reputation and how they would look in society and all sorts. And so I started hurting myself because of all the bullying I was getting in school because of those seizures and the fact that I'm not getting treatment. I was genuinely scared for my life. My parents then stopped talking to me because of the self-hurting and I was already isolated from the whole world. Meaning I had no phone, no internet, not allowed to go out, not allowed to speak to friends in school. They were gosh darn strict. My parents then started to abuse me for years for having these seizures. And I was only able to run away four months ago because my dad threatened to end things for having a couple of seizures in college. Now I'm getting the medical intervention that I need for my seizures and waiting for test results. But because it was left untreated for years, I had a cardiac arrest three months ago because of the seizures, luckily outside of home. Otherwise, my parents wouldn't have called the ambulance. I mean, they never have. There's a lot more complications that I experienced, like my parents convincing the school that my seizures are fake, so they kicked me out for a while, my college then discriminating against me for having lots of seizures, and therefore also not letting me in, although I just ran away from home with no money, food, and was living in a temporary accommodation with no electricity that was so far away. It was awful really awful and until this day i feel shocked really i mean i have a twin brother who even started to say to strangers that he doesn't have a sister and all this because i have a health condition it really does rip me apart that's why when i grow up i'll make a change to this world and not let anyone go through what i went through believe me when i say it feels like someone is ripping your heart from your soul i really hope that no one goes through this ever Personally, I just don't understand how you can neglect your own kid like this. Was it because they didn't want to pay the price of getting treatment? Was it because they, for some dumb reason, don't believe in such a thing? Whatever it is, OP shouldn't have had to have suffered through any of that. This whole thing should have been treated from years and years ago. This next story is from Bushcraft Boy. Ladies make kids leave the pool. So a couple days ago, while I was working my shift at the local pool, I'm a lifeguard, a small party of around 12 people and two adults came in. I didn't think much, I thought maybe they made a party reservation and I wasn't informed. All was fine, I was watching the kids, around 5 to 7 in age, making sure they didn't go into the big pool without an adult, as it was very deep and had a slide connecting to it. Mostly the kids stayed in the kiddie pool, until a little boy who could not have been more than 4 started walking into the pool alone. I thought the adult was just behind him, but after like three minutes of doing other things like cleaning the floor, I noticed the kid was still alone. I asked him to go back to his parents. He just said okay and started walking to the kiddie pool. Then a couple minutes later, a 40-something-year-old lady tapped me on the shoulder. She said, excuse me. I said, yes, ma'am. She says, how come my kids can go into the pool? It's his friend's birthday. I say, sorry, ma'am, but kids under six can't go into the big pool by themselves. She says, but why? I say, sorry, it's just pool policy, so that way nothing can happen if we don't see. She says, well, it's your freaking job to see them, boy. I say, ma'am, I'm sorry, but it's either that or you have to leave. We can't compromise. She says, freak you, I paid good money to be here. 
Six and under was free entry. I say, ma'am, there's no need to swear. She was still grabbing her daughter's hand and she looked very uncomfortable. She says, I'll say what the freak I want to say. My son wants to go swimming and I need to watch my daughter. I say, I'm sorry, ma'am. I can't do anything unless your son's in the pool with you or someone over 14. You have to leave or stay in the kiddie pool or hot tub. She says, fine. She then stormed over to the kiddie pool and rounded up the kids. She must have been the caretaker because the other lady followed her. They got chanced and from what I heard, she yelled at our front desk girl until she almost broke down. She was like 16. Our supervisor was in the back with the maintenance crew and she didn't know about it until we told her. Thankfully, she hasn't come back yet. You just gotta love when people can't respect the rules of an establishment, especially ones where they want to just willingly let somebody else try to babysit their kids. Like how reckless and careless do you want to be going as far as letting your 4 year old child loose at a pool? You can see the danger in that clear as day. Our next story is from Baba the Auntie. You can be lesbian as long as the child is yours. I did my coming out some months ago and it didn't go that bad actually. But my mother started to insist on the fact that if me and my future wife have a kid, I must be the one carrying it. I told her many times that if we choose to have a kid, we'll adopt it because I think it's an excellent thing to do to help an orphan. At this point, she got extremely mad and she said she won't be the grandma of a kid that's not her actual grandson. Little does she know that I don't care. In all of this, I'm 15, just came out as lesbian and still single. Yet there she is talking about grandchildren. Yeah, a little early to start the whole grandchildren talk. How about just like showing your support for your kid? And not what your kid will do, maybe double their lifespan from now? This next story is from AH1245. An entitled parent disturbs my girlfriend's sleep. My girlfriend, a soldier, wanted to sleep on the train on her way to the military base. She picked a good spot with four seats and closed a bit of the blinds. Here comes the entitled parent with her toddler, a stroller, and her mother, probably. They took the rest of the seats and blocked the way out with a stroller. The grandma sat next to my girlfriend, and the mother sat across with the toddler. The toddler immediately started to scream, and in response, the mother said in a baby voice, Yes, continue to be as loud as you want. Then the toddler said, Light, light. So the mother opened the blinds. Then my girlfriend decided that she had had enough stood up and said, sorry, but I want to sleep on the ride, and went to another spot. These are definitely some people that wanted a whole section to themselves and frankly did not care about anybody else. They saw one person there and they saw them as prey, honestly. They were like, let's just cramp this person's style, not give a crap about them. Maybe we can bully them into leaving. And our final story of the day is from Your Trash Barry. Entitled parents ask the waiter to turn off TVs as punishment in a busy restaurant. So I've been on a beach house vacation with my grandparents, aunt and uncle, and cousins. My aunt and uncle have three kids, Elise, 10, Liam, 8, and Trevor, 6, and have a very conservative way of raising them, with only one hour of screen time a week for each of them. They don't have personal electronics, which I think is acceptable, but I was raised quite differently, being given an iPad at age 8, and a phone at age 11. Now in my mid-teens, I don't use my phone often, but often enough for a conservative adult discomfort. I let Elise and her siblings play Minecraft for an hour on my iPad, and when my uncle found out, he was livid. 
He called me a bad influence and a bad cousin, and he told the kids that if they even so much as looked at a screen, he would pack them up and send them home. From North Carolina to New Hampshire, for context, never mind the fact that it's summer vacation, he went full psycho. I couldn't show the kids a photo I took of the sunrise that morning, since it was screen time, and they couldn't even pass by me when I had my phone out, because Entitled Dad would intercept it. Now, while on their little screen ban, we went to a dinner at a restaurant. We went to dinner at a restaurant with TVs, football games, etc., playing in the background. The entitled parents tell the kids that if they see their eyes so much as past the TV, they will be going home. Entitled dad signals over the waiter and asks if they can turn off the TVs, since his kids misbehaved and don't deserve to have it on in their presence. The waiter gave him a weird look and told him that he'd check, code for no, and returned to the kitchen. Entitled Dad asked again, and the waiter said that since there were other people in the restaurant, they couldn't halt the entertainment system just for them. Entitled Dad sat angrily and tried to get the rest of the family to leave, but we'd already received our food, so they refused. Entitled Dad was fuming, Entitled Mother was making sure the kids didn't look at screens still. These people are psychos. I can't believe I'm related to them. All I wanted to do was play Minecraft with my little cousins. These people are like one step removed from just living an Amish life. I mean, I'm all for trying to limit how much screen time your kids have because giving your kids an iPad and just letting them live their lives on that probably isn't good for them and also probably isn't the safest, especially if they have like their own phone. But one hour a week? I just don't think you can even do that in 2022. You get an hour of screen time just by existing. All I know is is these kids are going to be one of two things. They're either going to leave as soon as they can and never talk to their parents again, or they're going to be stunted and they're going to be like a socialist, live at home, cater to their parents every whim type kid. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.